the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Polito. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business any scene, any season, any time, any day. That's right. Score has got it all for you, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what this show is all about, Score and You. And speaking of Score, we got some great volunteers here from Score. Of course, Lucy Polito. How are you doing today, Lucy? Great, Chris. Good to see you. Uh, thank you very much. And back by popular demand... The award-winning Rich Jekyll. <laughs> oh, you should have seen Facebook. Oh, really? uh, right. Hello, Christopher Hart of the Pirates. All right. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. And as I said, this show is all about you and SCORE and what SCORE can do to help you be a success in the business world or just in life in general. Uh, just look at all of the somewhat 15,000 volunteers at SCORE and all the success they represent. Right, Rich? Yeah, but you're getting too deep here. We just do business stuff. All right. If you need psychology, you got to come see Lucy. <laughs> As I said, That's SCORE's true. I handle that part. Not doing too well with <laughs> you, but uh, <laughs> she's failed. Well, she's got to know something about it to deal, be able to deal with you. <laughs> so anyway, as I said, SCORE is all about helping entrepreneurs be successful in the business world. It's a great organization, been around over 50 years now, and the organization is, as I said, all over the country. All over the country, 390 offices now throughout the U.S. So if you're listening and you have a relative out there in Montana, there's an office near them. Indeed. And with this economic climate, a lot of people are starting their own businesses. Yes. And as I said, SCORE's got... Expert ad- advice. Expert and- advice. And people that are just not book learners, they've actually uh, faced the uh, Indian arrows. They're pioneers. They've been entrepreneurs, <laughs> and they faced it. Uh, Lucy, uh, you know exactly what he's talking about. I certainly do. I've been there, done right? that. Yep. Been there and done that. And, and was successful, which is the key. And yeah. that's what they want to do is help you be there and do that. that and is, be successful. Be a success. That's right. right. And the great part about the mentorship program is... The big F word. I just again. got back. You Every, can't make me say it again. Everybody's been missing hearing you say it. Really? It's the free word. <laughs> Everything's free in terms of counseling. The counseling, the mentorship uh, that they offer you, ladies and gentlemen. You, you might want to think about it this way. You have at your availability a pool of some 15,000 people that can make up a great board of directors for you. Correct. Very good. Yeah. Very good. In every field, I might add, yeah. of business. Indeed. Indeed. And they're located here in Central Florida in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. As you heard Rich say, there's almost 400 offices nationwide. You can go to score.org to find out where all of the offices are. 
And the local office, as I said, is located in the National Entrepreneur Center, which is in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the west side. Park in the parking garage. You'll see some vines on the wall. Just follow those, and they will lead you to the source of growth. And that in and of itself is another story. It is. The National Entrepreneur Center. It's one of only four in the United States, and we're lucky to have one here. Indeed, and people come from all over the world. Right, the world. To see that place and see how we do business here in Central Florida. And SCORE is a huge part of that. And when we tell you about the events that SCORE has, uh, their offerings like the Coffee with a Leader, Lunch with a Leader series, the, the seminar offerings, these will all be at the National Entrepreneur Center, which is not just the idea, the concept of it, but the facility itself is state-of-the-art. Yes. State-of-the-art classroom facilities. You have boardroom there. I mean, they got it all. Meeting rooms, boardrooms, all kind of 13 community service providers exist in that under that roof. That's right. Another dozen along with SCORE. And SCORE, as I said, they're there physically Monday through Friday and Saturday mornings. They'll have somebody in the office if you would just like to walk in. If you'd rather call ahead and make an an appointment or perhaps you have a question that could be answered over the phone, you can call them at 407-420-4844 and you will get a human being who will answer the phone during those normal business hours. No bot. No bot. And if, for instance, by chance that you do have to leave a message, they will call you back at their earliest possibility. So 407-420-4844 is the number. You can also go to the website to find out all of the excellent offerings coming up. You know, we're getting ready to start a brand new year. Yes. And there's going to be a lot of new offerings coming along. Yeah, Santa's coming. Indeed. So I think he's got an appointment with me for counseling. Uh, yes, to counsel you on how to be a better boy. So we'll have some gifts for you next year. And, uh, I got blacklisted about 30 uh, years ago. That's right. Uh, so the SCORE website is orlando.score.org. That's where you can find the uh, course listening listings. You can find the archive of this show, by the way. You'll also uh, find a place where you can register, sign up for the newsletter where they will keep you alerted as to all of the excellent things that SCORE is involved in. That's orlando.score.org for the local office, simply score.org for the national office. And SCORE works with a lot of great organizations, but something that's uh, unique, fairly unique, well, of course, there's only four in the country, so it's pretty doggone unique about the Entrepreneur Center is the liaison with it is both public and private. In other words, you have That's Orange correct. County, you have government agencies yep. that yep. are working alongside and with private entities. That is uh, correct. And then nonprofit organizations like SCORE and Chambers and NABO and all these other great groups. Yeah, they're kind of like the glue that binds. It, you know, it holds them all together. and We all get them. along and we all help each other, right. which is really a terrific uh, system. And that's something uh, that uh, is, as I said, the the business community here in Central Florida uh, seems to be complemented by many of the local governments. And that brings us to our guest today, because he is the economic development manager for the city of Longwood. I would like to welcome to the show, we would like to welcome to the show, Tom Kruger. Thanks for sitting in with us for a while today, Tom. Hi, I appreciate appreciate the opportunity to come in and uh, chat with you. All right. So Economic Development Manager, City of Longwood, that's a, that's a pretty interesting position, and we're going to get to that and what that's all about. But we like to kind of start from the beginning around here. So are you from Longwood? 
I, I am not from Longwood. I am. I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, and and spent most of my years in the greater Cleveland, Akron area. Uh, I have not been in economic development for a long time, uh, 10 years. But for 22 years, I ran uh, manufacturing sites, both uh, internationally as well as nationally, in charge of uh, uh, North American production for a very large multi-billion dollar company. Uh, but then went into, got tired of the corporate boardroom and all the travel, wanted to see my kids and went into, actually went into small business consulting for seven years and find my way right into economic development from there. Okay. Well, let's, let's kind of retrace that just a little bit here, but I guess you're a big, are you a big Buckeye fan? Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) You can't live there and and not be a big Buckeye fan. Uh, uh, Sure. Although I did not play there, I, I, I did. I've been following him for a lot of years. I, I, uh, and they've got a great uh, football team, as usual. What do you think about New England taping or recording all that stuff on Cleveland's? Well, you know, as a former Patriot, I, I hold my breath. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, which way is this going? <laughs> I, uh, I will not incriminate my fellow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Ask teammates. All right. So... You were with a, a major manufacturing. You, you, was this based in the the Ohio area? There, the, we, this we started. Yeah, we started in the Ohio area. It was uh, the corporate headquarters were Germany, uh, but we uh, we did everything from uh, manufacture steel mills to manufacture anything that moved. So uh, I spent time actually down here. We did a lot of work on at Disney. Okay. Uh, with did the Indiana Jones. Uh, we we actually built a lot of components mm. up in Ohio. Uh, we'd built a lot of equipment for NASA, the uh, orbiter and the, and the engine repair facility. So oh, I spent a lot of time in Central yeah. Florida. I can see why you would have to travel uh, around. Though. We traveled a lot, traveled a lot in uh, Japan and the Far East as well as uh, Europe. Was it the economy uh, that changed things or was it just you? You know, it, it really was me. I, I got to a point in my life that I was spending a lot of time in other countries, uh, other projects. Uh, we had built six com- uh, factories across Canada, U.S., so I spent a lot of time site selection as well as there. So uh, I felt it was time that, uh, you know, move on from that position to where I didn't have to travel as much. But then you went into business for yourself. Yeah, and you that's think, a pretty big uh, step. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and became well aware. We we my family's always owned businesses, the extended family. And so I, I was aware of being a business owner. Okay. Uh, so when I went into my own business, I uh, utilizing a lot of twenty some years of expertise in manufacturing operations, uh, as well as owning my own business, and and started helping small business owners, and it just led right into an opportunity to go into economic development and in the city, Medina, Ohio, where I came from, uh, and that opportunity, and I enjoyed it. I really loved being able to get out there, help the businesses, market the city, and do all the things that economic development really What type is. of business did you have? That I have? We had, uh, extended family had a lot of gas stations, 20, 30 of them in the greater uh, uh, northeast Ohio area. Hmm. Uh, we were also involved in uh, marketing. I was involved in consulting. Uh, so we, we had several of those types of businesses. My grandfather owned a furniture store for years. Um, so we're, we're involved in quite a bit of, we had our hands in a lot of types of businesses. Yeah. So by the time you got to economic development, you had a great deal of business experience, uh, both working with a major corporation and worldwide, and then also mom and pop. Oh, absolutely. And I, I felt at that time that I offered something different than most economic development managers. Most of them kind of grew up in the 
public sector, went through, whether they come from a planning background or whatever. They study public administration Public administration. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I, I can communicate with the businesses uh, because I've, I've been in their shoes. I've walked, the, especially in the manufacturing realm and especially in operations and marketing. And, and so uh, I'm at least able to keep a foot into the business sector, even in a foot into the municipal area. So really the goal is communicating from the business perspective to the city as well as the city's issues to the business and, and feel like uh, being in the past life I had, I was able to do that better. Yeah, entrepreneurial bloodline. <laughs> Our guest today, Tom Kruger, who is presently the economic development manager for the city of Longwood here. And by the way, they do have a website, of course, and it is longwoodfl.org. That's longwoodfl.org if you would like to go there and uh, kind of browse around, peruse it as we're discussing things with Tom here today, longwoodfl.org. And, of course, don't forget the SCORE website, orlando.score.org, where you can sign up for the excellent newsletter. And I hope you caught Mary Flynn's presentation. I understand it was a huge success. It was a huge success. Yeah. Uh, she was, she's excellent, and really what, excellent. Yeah, and what a great story she has. And what great stories she writes. Yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> By the way, we will be back here in just a moment. But And now we want to tell you that during the holidays, SCORE does take a week or so off. Yes, we do. We want to give you an alert. What days are that? Uh, not next week, but the week after that. It's going to be so. during Christmas week and then through and, New Year's. Right. Okay. Right. That week, that there. Okay. So just keep that in mind. But the rest of the year, everything else we've been telling you goes. Right. Okay. So we'll be right back with Tom Kruger and more of What's the Score? We're back with What's the Score and Tom Kruger, the Economic Development Manager for the City of Longwood. Rich Jekyll's back in the studio. Great back in the Rich. saddle, dude. Yeah, you are. I'm riding we a reindeer you. here. We missed you, Rich. Did you? Yes. You didn't even know I was gone, did you? <laughs> no, uh, I, I missed you. I can you. tell I, by your eyes. I kept looking at that chair and I thought, where is he? What's he up to? <laughs> that, of course, is Lucy okay. Polito. I am Christopher Hart. And as I said, our guest today, Tom Kruger, Economic Development Manager for the City of Longwood. So you became the Economic Development Manager in a city in Ohio, you said. I did. I was in... Well, uh, how did you do that? I mean, what was the leap from... You've made some, a couple of leaps here. Right? You went I from manufacturing and your own business, and now you uh, leapt into government. Yeah, well, it happened because the Economic Development Manager that was in Medina at the time was a business owner that... Uh, Started the, the the department for the city, and uh, we had worked on a couple of projects with some small businesses. So I was working with him as a small business consultant, and he decided he was going to move on and take the role of CEO with a company uh, just north of uh, Medina, and promoted myself. Said you really need to take a look and work with the city, um, and I I said well, well geez let me give it a shot. And uh, the mayor took us took me on board. Uh, appreciative of that and uh, still allowed me to do some small business consulting on the side. Uh, but I found that I just fell in love with the economic development function of what, you know, to be able to promote a city, to be able to attract new businesses, to retain the business you have, help them grow, the workforce development aspect. So, well, just, just what is the economic development manager? Exactly what does that entail? 
It's interesting, right? I came down here. Uh, I talked to a couple of economic development people uh, in uh, Lake Mary and Sanford and uh, Deltona. And I said, do, do people really look at you like you have a third eye when you say this is what you do? Because no one really understands what economic development uh, that profession does. Uh, its focus really is, is a multitude of areas. One of them is, of course, what we think most likely the attraction of businesses to a city. Uh, whether they be commercial or uh, different retail, industrial uh, offices. The other aspect is once they're in, to retain them. How do you keep them in there and keep them happy and allow And as they're growing? Are you preparing your city for the possible growth that they need uh, in developing? Uh, the other part is workforce development. That's huge. Uh, workforce is a problem worldwide. Uh, especially when you you look at the industrial sectors and small business and someone that uh, maybe is a great at uh, turning a screw on a lathe, but they need to hire somebody and they just can't find someone to do the same thing they've been doing for years. Um, so workforce development is key for us working with uh, the different colleges, the the, uh, uh, the two-year, four-year, uh, the high schools, to be able to prepare the future uh, for these businesses and where they're going. Uh, another aspect is marketing the city uh, is very key to what we're doing. And then really economic development, to sum it up, is, is building wealth within a community. It's interesting. I, I think it's very uh, interesting to uh, think about those kinds of things. You never think about people looking at um, future employees, for instance. Where are you going to get them? Where should you locate your business so that you can have the proper employees. Oh, oh absolutely. I, just a quick story. Uh, I, I, before I came down here, I did take a, a vice president of manufacturing position with an Austrian firm. And uh, when I was in manufacturing, we were able back in the eighties and all the hire welders and hire machinists and maintenance people. There was a period of time I went through 70 uh, interviews for welders and could only find huh. two that were legitimate welders that knew how to weld. So the quality of the workforce has decreased significantly. Now, that's not just Ohio. We had an operation in China, and we had the same problem. You, <laughs> you think with the number of people, you can find someone. So this is, this is a problem that is worldwide. And so uh, I, I am thankful that some of the schools and some of the two years, Seminole State, are starting to look at getting back to the technical and the, the careers that right. pass. People, uh, you know. Yeah. No matter what the technology says, you're still going to have to have people who do some of this. Absolutely. I had building. welders, um, good welders, let's face it, that could go out in the field. They were making six-figure incomes. You could make a great career out of mm. doing that. And yet, you know, we've been for years been teaching our kids that, you know, don't go into the manufacturing, don't go yeah, into commercial, right. don't go into right. IT was the only thing and, and to go into. And, you know, yet uh, you have a a great number of people that really loves building something. And yeah. at the end of the day, seeing the results of what they've done. And I think this is a, you know, not all kids are, uh, are meant for college. Right. Uh, right. Only, but I tell you what, we have found some brilliant minds. Uh, once we went into an apprenticeship program that I developed and, and got it certified with the state of Ohio at that time, uh, we were starting to attract the top 3% of high school students that, that were brilliant people but just loved working with their hands and being creative in that nature. Tom Kruger, our guest, economic development manager for the city of Longwood. Uh, you know, in hearing you describe this, it sounds like you, you kind of, for lack of a better word, 
should be involved in most of the decision making for a city. I mean, that economic development manager, because you're talking about, you know, affordable housing. You're talking about good quality of life that's mm-hmm. going to attract those people that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, incentives for businesses. <laughs> Labor the, force. This is about all the city does I mean, <laughs> other than pass a budget. And, and then, of course, it, you've got to have that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's it is very critical. A lot of and, and it's interesting in the trends and I don't want to get on a, a different path, but. Uh, we're finding that a lot of city managers, and, and especially down here, are finding that maybe we should just put a plant planner in a role of economic development. And you're missing some of the key issues that economic development people are involved in, that, that planners don't think that way, nor are they in a situation right. where they um, have – and it's nothing against that. Well, they kind of see the world two-dimensionally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you gotta, you've got to get out of the box. Sometimes I tell people not only get out of the box, you've got to destroy the box. And you got to think outside of it and, and look at what are the options. How can you be creative in doing some of the things that we're out there trying to create for a city, a, a community? And economic development is more a regional issue, uh, even though we work. I work with Longwood. Right. Uh, I, I work very closely also with uh, Sanford and Deltona and DeMary I was going to ask you how you – The whole yeah. area. Is, so is it competitive areas. or is it cooperative well, amongst it, the local communities? It's very cooperative. Uh, we, don't, we don't go out there and, and – Try to take a business from, you know, city A and bring them to our city because we know it doesn't help the area. Um, so we really are cooperative. We work together very closely. The that, idea would be to attract new business, a new track, industry. Attract here. new, uh, absolutely. Be able to get someone from outside the state in here, uh, even if it's a district office. We start at we we started with that with a company called Custom. They came down here with three, four, five people and. Today they just uh, purchased a big site on 434 in Longwood, and they're putting their corporate headquarters, and they've expanded by 20% over the last uh, probably 10 years each year. Uh, so they're going worldwide in their business, and they've kept us, kept them here right here in Longwood, which is great, and uh, invested in here. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's that key to bring people from the outside in and build it. Uh, and the, the other aspect of it is we realize that it, you're just shifting – Workforce, uh, you know, it, it doesn't help anyone just moving a company unless unless there really is property or, or a building that they just have to go to. And, and we work closely with each other on that aspect of it. How about with the state? Uh, in other words, do you how, how, how cooperative are, are state officials <laughs> with working with local officials like yourself? And you can speak in generalities. Well. I think they fairly are. Uh, I think uh, in recent times in Florida, we're, we're really looking at some of the budgetary issues with Enterprise Florida. And, and uh, as economic development people from municipality and counties, we're, we're wondering, okay, what's what's the future hold and in, in incentives and other items that bring people down here? Um, you know, it is very important. A lot of people look at it as, uh, as welfare for the business. But in aspects, when I was a site selector, Incentives weren't the first thing I was looking at. I, the first thing I looked at was workforce and transportation. Uh, utilities were all key. It wasn't, was there sunshine there or uh, what kind of incentives? Incentives became the thing that separated the final decision and maybe the three sites you had. And, and how can you get up and running the most efficient way and also the most economical way? And, and those were the key factors that made the final decision. And I think uh, at times we uh, disregard that. I was at the University of Oklahoma with some classes in economics just uh, a couple of years ago. 
And uh, that's when we decided to cut some of the funding for the movies and, and theater, different items on Florida. And I had that kind of development person from Mississippi come up and said, hey, I just want to thank you in Florida because we're getting all kinds of movies being filmed here and all the millions of dollars are coming in the Mississippi now right. after you made that decision. I just darn, I just kind of walked over by <laughs> to say too much. Well, there is a, a push to uh, rejuvenate that program here mm-hmm. in Florida. Yeah. There's a bill that actually is beginning to work its way through. And yeah. we'll see what happens when the legislative uh, session actually begins. Absolutely. The thing we miss oftentimes is we look at we look at that one number and mm-hmm. we don't look at the indirect, direct, the, the, the induced labor, dollars, everything else that comes in for making a certain event happen. Sure. And that's what we need to start teaching or understanding, maybe more classes, especially for elected officials and that, because that's a tough role. You know, they've got... They're trying to do a job on one end, and they've got their constituents on the other, and they're trying to – and most of them not been in that position of, of understanding those type of uh, other economics that come into play with that kind of a decision. And, right. and I, I'm can, curious. How is your organization funded? How are we funded? Yeah. Strictly from the tax dollars. Yeah, we're he, a city. He, he's a city. You're a city employee, City correct? employee. Yes. Um, so the economic development is all funded by the city? Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, when you say economic development, though, it's basically our salaries because uh, mm-hmm. we don't have the funds that go out and actually purchase property and, and take control. We're attempting to that. There's cities that have done that and control the development within a city much better. Uh, we have to rely mostly on being able to connect that property owner and that potential developer and all the other people that tend to come alongside both of them mm-hmm. to try to make a deal work. You work sort of as a consultant and liaison, yeah, liaison, bringing bringing them contacts together. Absolutely. Once again, our guest, Tom Kruger, economic development manager for the city of Longwood. And you can go to their website, longwoodfl.org, to see what we're talking a little bit about what we're talking about here. Uh, Peruse the website, longwoodfl.org. While you're at it. How about checking us out on Facebook? Hey, you might want to do that, man. Yeah, you can give see, us a guess. See old Rich's picture that's there. That's right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Score Orlando on Facebook. And then you can go to the Score website, orlando.score.org, and sign up for the excellent newsletter. There's going to be a lot of things happening in the oh, new year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Busy, busy time. Yeah. BizFest is going to be coming up you know, sooner than May. Can you believe it? Yeah, yeah. so uh, you can do all of that at Orlando.score.org. And don't forget the national website where you can find documents and templates and things that you can use for legal forms. All of that at score.org, score.org. Or samples. You know, there's over 500 sample business plans out there. If you need and one, you can they got much, Yeah, they can pretty much figure out your industry and you look it up and there'll be a sample plan out there. Download it and fill in your own information right. and you're right there. All, All right. right. Speaking of right there, we're right here and we've got to take a break and be right back. Okay. Wow. Oh, the weather 
Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, the show that is designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And we got the winning combination in the studio, as usual. But always, when Rich Jekyll is in with us. Oh, yeah, man. It's a combination. I'm not saying it's winning, but it's a combination. <laughs> All right, Lucy it's a great Polina. combination. Yeah, talking okay. about. That's right. And Especially got, since I've been added to it. That's yeah. right. She's, <laughs> the elf. she's a winner, all right. And that is Lucy Polito. I am Christopher Hart. Our guest today, Tom Kruger, Economic Development Manager for the City of Longwood. We've been finding out about what exactly an Economic Development Manager is. But let's kind of use, give us an example. Let's kind of put this all to, 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 to work here. Um, you have a special program that you guys are working on. Is it, I think you said it was a small business development program. Well, yeah, we're doing a couple of things. We, we realized uh, our uh, business tax license, if you will, was uh, over in finance. And we really didn't have connection with the small businesses coming in and getting new business licenses and number of businesses coming in. We got a report, but that's all. We didn't have any touch in, uh, mm-hmm. with these business owners. So a couple of things happened that we developed over the short order here was we brought the individual who was handling those underneath uh, my direction, and now all business licenses are handled there. We have a connection with them. We understand the business coming in. We can talk to them uh, and share with them, try to direct them to uh, the assistance programs, numerous ones like SCORE out I, there. I was just going to say, I understand that you – refer people to score absolutely. absolutely and you are familiar uh this is an interesting story because he's familiar with score from ohio you're right yeah so so we work closely up there and then down here it's, it's really getting to a point where uh, you know most of these businesses come in and we realize i realized years ago but uh the ones that have come in we have what we call a pre-development meeting in in longwood where a small business owner or any owner would come in uh, if they're going into a new site, and lease a site, they can come in and sit down with the business, the building official, the uh, fire official, uh, ourselves, the planner, all with, at no cost. And we help them develop that plan to make sure that they can get into that site the the quickest that they can, the least expensive route. We give them some ideas that will save them money along the path, uh, but it's getting them in there. Sometimes uh, businesses will show up, take a lease, come in afterwards and find out they're in trouble. Uh, so we're we're looking at a couple of things that we're doing. One of them, of course, is by having uh, my assistant Kevin Simon handle the licenses. He's also going to work on our small business development in that process. And and so we've developed a facade grant as one option. Uh, we have a lot of they call historic Longwood for a reason. It look it's old and it's it, it looks tired in some areas around four thirty four and other areas. So we we really felt that to attract new business. Uh, you got to clean up the old business around there and right. make it look attractive. And so the facade grant is geared to assisting them up to 50% grant, uh, helping them with the looks of their exterior, uh, clean it up, get it up uh, to a, a very attractive level along mm-hmm. that, especially the critical uh, 434, 1792, Ronald Reagan, those stretches that really could do some work and, and then attract the new ones. Uh, the demographics along with are great. Uh, when I look at the different retailers, we're really working on bringing restaurants in town. We really are looking to do more of that. But um, when you get the operations people that come in, uh, they, they look around and say, well, it's kind of old here. You know, maybe we should go north of Lake Mary or over to Winter Springs or Castlebury or Altamont. Uh, so ultimately, Longwood is what, what one commissioner called it, became the donut hole of Seminole County because everyone was <laughs> going around it and not internal. And so we're really focused on getting them in. 
to the city. And, and one of those things is let's help them with the facade grant. Uh, so we're really working on that and, and, and then working with the chamber to get people and small businesses really to understand the opportunities out there like SCORE, these things that are free, that they can take advantage of. Because so many of the businesses, one of the questions I ask them when they come in is, is do you have a business plan? Oh, yeah, my brother did it. And I got a couple pages here. And, and it, it's <laughs> They don't even know what they have. They have no, no idea. And no. they have no capital. So they try to get up and running. They, they can't even run a business for a month, let alone several, to get it up and yeah. going. And, and, and the third thing we're witnessing is once they make a couple dollars, that it gets invested in their new car and not back into the business. So yep. cash flow becomes a real issue. But SCORE and other organizations are there to help them through this process. Right. I, I like the idea that when you mentioned that you, you can have ultimately a board of directors with SCORE. And, and uh, as a small business consultant, I was talking about it. Get, get you, you know, someone from SCORE, get a business consultant, get a, your, who your accountant may be, and get these people around the table once a month, once every three months, and, and let them take a look at your business and be open to some of the opportunities. And, you know, SCORE does that and yeah. is happy to do that anytime. Right. And as I said before, we have people from all fields, so we are certainly happy to help yeah. organiza- companies that Sit are Sitting on board yeah, meetings, Sitting on board meetings. We're doing it currently. Give feedback, and it's all free. Yeah, you can, absolutely. I, I think not taking advantage of that, I mean, it, it's the wisdom of others that have gone down that path that you can take advantage of and create success for yourself. Um, and especially on the front end, get the business plan done. Understand that you are talented in something, but there takes more than just a talent in, in maybe doing a machine shop or doing bakering. It, it, there's a, other aspects of business that you really need to become acquainted with, and SCORE offers that type of opportunity for people. Correct. All right. Our guest, once again, Tom Kruger. He is the Economic Development Manager for the City of Longwood. Their website, longwoodfl.org, longwoodfl.org. And if you're a business owner in Longwood or perhaps thinking of opening a business in Longwood, give Tom a call. His phone number is 407-260-3430. So, Tom, how does one apply for one of these facade grants? Just, just give me a call. In fact, I, in fact, I'm actually reaching out to businesses. I know that uh, we have a new business coming in. Um, if anyone's been by uh, Bay Ridge Sushi, has a new restaurant opened up. Fantastic. Uh, did a, they put a lot of money into the site. Uh, but his old business, which is right on 434 and Range Line, is now that building is open, and now we're getting a, a wood fired. Uh, uh, pizza and Italian restaurant there, Ooh, which does oh, my heart cool. well being Italian. So, yeah. um, so I'm looking forward to that. However, it does need work outside. So I called the owner, the property owner, and said, look, we do have a facade grant. Get in here. Let's sit down. Let's let's get an application going for you and helping you with that. Uh, there's no sense for you spending 100% of your money on that facade. Let's, uh, let us help you get it done. Cool. And our, and our reasoning is gearing them to do that because – with the added dollars, they're able to go out there and, and maybe do it rightly. And, and it gives us a little bit of a active part in that role to direct them a little yeah. more and help them with yeah. that. Also makes that, that facade stand out. Absolutely. Compared to some of the other old buildings well, that are down well, there. I was going to say, what, what you're doing is, is you're, you're reju- rejuvenating, rejuvenating, rejuvenating the look yeah. of, of the city there. And as we were discussing earlier in the show, this is to attract not only businesses, but people to live in the community yep. who, and who will want to work in the community. 
You Absolutely. know, people want to work in a community that they like and live in and that they like being there, you know, and, and you know. And so all of this lends itself to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, do you find, uh, and once again, in general terms, and you can turn speak in terms of with your colleagues as well, do you find pushback sometimes uh, from, you know, people in the community or, or, or people in the, the politics that, that uh, this is a waste of money? And I'm not talking about at the state level. I'm talking about at yeah, the city yeah. level. Here. You know, there's not a city in America that doesn't have a group of people that will push back on anything that goes on. That's in the American tradition. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> no. And uh, thank God we are in a country that you could do that. Exactly. <laughs> thing. But right. it is. I mean, I, I think in the uh, on the political aspect of it, the, the commission and all that, I think we really uh, we've come to realize that uh, Longwood has grown in a residential aspect of it, but has not really developed the other amenities. Uh, outside of putting, we just put about $3 million in the Ryder Park, which is a great park now. It's it's home to many of our events. And that's really the first real amenities that's happened. Now, we're really looking at, we have we have one grocery store in the whole city. Now, Publix is opening up, gives us a second one. However, uh, one of the things we hear from residents and, and the business alike is more restaurants, opportunity to be able to go out and stay within the city. Mm-hmm. We have a phenomenal amount of leakage, uh, dollars, retail leakage in the city. Uh, but yet we're right in the middle of the city, of the it, county. It, explain exactly what you mean by that. I think I know, but go ahead and explain it. Well, leakage is, uh, you know, you have your spendable income, but uh, when you're taking those dollars and, and someone that lives in Longwood is going to Sanford to spend the money, all that money is leaving the city, right. leaving the area, uh, and, and we don't capture that. Uh, by, a, by bringing in businesses, especially restaurants, uh, there's an opportunity there for them to to capture capture much of those dollars. Uh, there's an opportunity for our people. One of the things I hear from businesses all the time is we get in the car, we go for lunch. We have to drive 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, to Lake to, Mary, to, to, to Sanford. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 10, 15 minutes. And they lose their whole lunch in the car. They, they don't have time to be able to go right. out. And, and so we're looking to really uh, put in more of that. We... Recently, the the which is an exciting part, the dog track went up for sale. It is under contract. Is it? And uh, we're looking at putting a large uh, uh, multi-use facility there. It's going to be residential, but with a significant amount of retail there. So that oh. the whole area there is going to be redeveloped. All that's going to be transformed over these next few years in that whole sector there, from Reagan and dog track and coming in Altamont. It's a great location because easy access, 1792 north yeah. south, easy yeah. access to Altamont up to Lake Mary. So we're seeing that develop now. So we're we're excited about that. We're, we've got several. Uh, the thing that has encouraged us in the city is that uh, the developers have come in over the last couple of years that we've worked with have been so excited about working with us. We don't have all the boards other cities have. Uh, we have, we work through the staff. Uh, we have a twenty percent variance on on some of the uh, setbacks and everything that we can initiate without going to commission. Uh, so that helps us in taking a plan or a project from start to finish much faster than anyone in the area. And we have a, a great group of people. We have some of our planners are actually degreed architects. Um, we have uh, we brought on some of the better uh, engineers of the county, and uh, and they're helping us with that process of so the speed of, of being able to take a plan and to review it, to get it back in the hands of the company, get that uh, get the comments back. And, and get the permitting process done is uh, we have people that 
don't believe us in the beginning. LA Fitness came in and said, "There's no way you can have it done." And and, and we were we're waiting on them more than them ever waiting on us. Boy, to get the project yeah, done. I tell you mm-hmm. what, exactly that is something unusual. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a business in Longwood or thinking of opening one there. Or if you, as I said, a business in Longwood, and hey, that 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 uh, grant facade, facade grant, grant yeah. sounds like it, that might fit me. Huh? Then give Tom a call at four zero seven two six zero three four three zero four zero seven two six zero three four three zero. The website longwoodfl.org. <clears throat> pardon me, longwoodfl.org. And uh, Tom Kruger is the economic development manager for the city of Longwood, who we are speaking with today. We have to take another break here in just a couple of seconds. Don't forget, please do sign up for the newsletter for SCORE at score. I'm sorry, Orlando.score.org and the Facebook SCORE Orlando. Yeah, I'm wondering if I go to Longwood, I could get a facelift. The side left. Yeah. Miracles are not available. I don't think they have that much money. It's really right? buildings. <laughs> I think you better try a bigger city. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe that one out. Maybe Atlanta. Right? <laughs> All right. We will be right back with more of What's the Score? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Okay, we're back. What's the score? Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Lucy Polito and Rich Jekyll, along with myself, Christopher Hart, here today. Our guest, Tom Kruger, the Economic Development Manager for the City of Longwood. Before we get back to the conversation, I just want to remind you, though, especially if you're a new business out there, one of the best ways to get your message, your business, known in the community is to take advantage of local radio. That's right. Radio, Mm. ladies and gentlemen. More people listen to the radio than watch television. More people listen to the radio, believe it or not, Rich, than go on the Internet. It's amazing. Yes. And you can take advantage of radio by using the Salem Media Group here in Orlando area because they have three great radio stations, great signals, FM simulcasting. And the man to talk to is Bill Files. His phone number is 407-618-1760. He's the station manager here. He'd love to explain to you how affordable it is to use radio, how effective it is to use radio to get your message out. You ever notice how so many people you hear on the radio as advertisers advertise there over and over and over again? It's not because they don't get results and they keep trying. It's because they get results and they keep working it. You can, too. 407-618-1760 is the number. Bill Files is the man. Now, why do people listen to the radio, especially talk radio, so much? They get they want information. Ah, people crave information, mm-hmm. and the more they get, the more they want. Okay, right, all right, yeah, all right. that's what it is. And you can get more information in a shorter period of time on radio, uh, and than you can get just about anywhere else. And as Rich mentioned, news talk radio, that particular format, is the format that Salem Media Group utilizes. And it is the leading format, along with country music. Country music, uh, Coming into this election year, believe you me, uh, News Talk Radio will be the, oh, the yeah. leading format. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So, once again, our guest today, Tom Kruger, the Economic Development Manager for the City of Longwood. And we've get, been getting a feel for exactly what that means. And, you know... It, it, what's interesting is that it seems like, at least in the Central Florida community, 
both political persuasions, both parties seem to understand that good business <laughs> makes for good politics. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, Orlando is really riding a high if you look at it, the business. And, and I think uh, Orlando Economic Development Partnership did a great uh, uh, video when you talked about you don't know the half of it. And, and that part of it really uh, blew the doors off of a lot of people understanding, especially up in the Northeast and other areas, that, that what Orlando has to offer, this Central Florida region. And, uh, and with that, which is critical, you, you're drawing these big businesses, and they kind of raise a banner when every one of those big ones come in. But, you know, every one of those have uh, needs of support organizations to provide for mm-hmm. them. And that's for the small business owner. And, and where you see the greatest growth in business and in employment has really been in that small business. That's where you're going to see your growth in employment more so than the, the big players out there that we always like to – Raise the banner to, if you will, but it's it's that small machine shop You're right. that supports more them. jobs are created with small businesses mm-hmm. than they are with the right. backbone of the economy. Absolutely, right. yep. they they become feeder organizations into these large ones. Yeah. Well, we know that a lot of people are moving to Florida, and a lot of them are coming here to, to look for jobs, but a number of them are coming here to start businesses as well. Mm-hmm. And the growth outlook for the state is, I mean, I don't think that anybody sees any diminishing of this trend in, in, in the foreseeable future. Yeah. And so that, it, it seems to me, is going to make economic development and the managers yeah. more crucial than ever. And Central Florida is the most fertile uh, right. in Florida. Be, but because it's, you, you're, you're kind of... You got to kind of take the, the the ingredients and make them work. Mm-hmm. In other words, you got people here coming here looking for work, but you need the businesses that can put them to mm-hmm. work. Right, and that's yeah. where yeah. the economic development comes in. Well, absolutely, and and you know, and it really becomes as I it's uh, I relate to kind of a pixie stick game where you have you're trying to pull all these different pixie sticks out without. You know, because what you're doing with you've got big people coming in, and now you've got to deal with workforce housing which is critical to this. Then you're dealing with uh, not only that, but the the quality of the workforce, the education of that workforce. The business is coming in and helping them, support them to get started up and running, Mm -hmm. attract them into the the area. Uh, Then you have growth, interesting development as we go. Uh, Deltona, for example, is being noted uh, to be one of the big growth areas in Florida as far as Mm -hmm. jobs coming up. Well, if you look at the number of cars that cross that bridge from West Volusia into Seminole County every day, that's a large number of our workforce. Now, if you put a plant or facility in Deltona that they can just stay at home and work, now you've got to look at, okay, how do we support the workforce here in Seminole County or in, in North Orange? You've got to you've got to look at the housing aspect. Why do people live in Deltona? The housing is less expensive and they can come down and work here. So these are some critical things within economic development. It's not just bringing the business in. Is is how do you support every one of those people? The coming infrastructure, down? yeah. What supports it? All right. Tom Kruger, our guest, economic development manager, city of Longwood. The Longwood website is longwoodfl.org, longwoodfl.org, and his phone number four zero seven two six zero. Three four three zero four zero seven two six zero three four three zero. You mentioned transportation is a big part of this, and we now have the Sun Rail, and they're talking about other rail systems, you know, down by the airport and, and such as that. 
Um, but that also has to come into play in all of this because some of that is sort of plopped down in your lap. It's like, well, we didn't ask for this, but here it is, and, yeah. and maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but it's up to us to make it work, right? Absolutely. It, we, you know, when I first came here, SunRail just opened. So I've been here a little over five and a half years uh, now. And uh, and to get it to become uh, a usable means of transportation uh, is absolutely critical. That type of mass transportation, because all of us have been on I-4. And now all of us find other routes around I-4 to <laughs> get around. Sure. Um, and, you know, when we start looking at transportation, it's absolutely critical. Um, you know, we're very interested in that. We're very interested in that last mile with SunRail. Uh, I came from northeast Ohio, and I can get on a, a, a rail and get up to downtown Cleveland, connect two or three buses. And I could tell you within a minute when I would arrive at my office. Uh, it's that connected. Right here, um, you know, I get off SunRail and I w- end up walking a mile and a half trying to figure out how to get right. to the place right. I want to get to. More hit and miss. So we really, we right. really have to continue working on that. We have a great group of people that are doing that, uh, that are in the cities, uh, that are also in the counties. Or, but we need to. There's great models across the country on how to get that done. We just got to implement some of that as we go forward. Uh, because it's not going to get any the, the the roads. It seems like there's another dozen cars on it every day when I go on. It's, it, well, that's yeah. just it, and, and I know it is, it's kind of hard to for some you know to accept. But we need both. I mean, we're going to need all sorts of, of means of tra- means Definitely. of transportation mm-hmm. because of the demands uh, of the amount of people who are coming here to Florida. Yeah, and we uh, have a, as people grow older and retire, they want to come to the Sun Belt yeah. and, and or Arizona somewhere like that. And then also, you know, if if there are climatic changes that drive people south, they're going to come here too. Yeah, that that drove me. <laughs> that, <laughs> I got tired yeah, of the Ohio winters. winters and, uh, that's just it, and they know? don't seem to be getting any warmer. <clears throat> but that's a whole other thing. But the the point is, the influx of people is going to mean that we're going to need all sorts of ways of getting around. Yeah, Transportation really is going to be a major, major. major. Uh, issue. And we're really working on, you know, in Longwood, Complete Streets, which um, is a program that, that provides means of access not only for cyclists, uh, the cars, automobiles, walking the pathways, uh, because we have a, a great number of people on SunRail, get off SunRail, that, that cycle. And, uh, and so they're going to their business that way and their job. And so we're providing that access. We just finished up Ronald Reagan with on-street parking, uh, 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 uh. Bicycle paths and all that and connectivity on that area. So we're really working on that. That's a major Central Florida initiative is, is working on these complete streets. They have multiple means of transportation utilizing the same pathways. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Uh, once again, if you would like to contact Tom, the website is longwoodfl.org, longwoodfl.org. The phone number is 407 260 if you are a business already in Longwood, he would like to talk to you if you haven't already, or if you're thinking about opening a business in Longwood, or per, you were thinking about opening a business but didn't know where, talk to Tom. Yeah. 407-260-3430. And they're looking for restaurateurs. 407-260-3430. Rich. Any incentives for restaurateurs or anybody coming in? Lots of hungry particular? people. <laughs> you got lots yeah, of hungry really. people. You don't have to drive to Lake Mary. We've got hungry Sanford. people. <laughs> well, but, but isn't that it, though? The, the real incentive is yeah. that, that you, it's kind of wide open. There's not a lot of competition. There right? really isn't. There's, there's a lot of uh, 
it really is a lot of spendable income that can go their way. Yeah. Uh, and I always wondered, uh, we, we did a study with all the apartments going up in Lake Mary and Longwood and other areas, yeah. especially along yeah. Sunrail. And when, when the apartments opened up along Sunrail and Longwood, I was wondering, I wonder, you know, who's coming into these apartments? Sure. And we found there was really an interesting, it was millennials and baby boomers and nothing in between. Hmm. And yet the median income of the people in these apartments was was $7,000 more than the median income of Seminole County. Wow. So they're they're making decisions, lifestyle decisions, where maybe they're tired of cutting the grass and taking care of that. Sure. They like to lock the door and go on their their way. It, but that also means there's spendable income in these places. Right. So hmm. That suddenly, uh, you know, a lot of people think that if they're in an apartment, they're they're sitting there in low income type of situation, and that is not the case. No, we have people in some of these apartments that are well into the mid six figure incomes. They just want that lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we're seeing yeah. more of that. So the opportunity is there for the restaurants, and it's very walkable we're creating downtown now. All right. A lot of opportunity in Longwood, Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And once again, Tom Kruger has been our guest today, the economic development manager for the city of Longwood. And it sounds like Longwood uh, got a good one in you because uh, the experience and the, the knowledge that you bring to that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's the kind of people that uh, cities need in these positions. And if you'd like to talk to Tom, you can call him at 407-260-3430. Once again, if you're thinking about doing business in Longwood, talk to Tom and they'll help you out. 407-260-3430. The website, longwoodfl.org, longwoodfl.org. Yeah, and like us. And like us on Facebook. Right. That's Score Orlando on Facebook. Don't forget the Score office will be closed from Christmas Eve through New Year's Day. So just keep that in mind. Otherwise, if you'd like to visit them down there, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday and Saturday mornings at the Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. All right, so that's just about going to wrap it up for us tonight. Tom, thanks for being in here. Yeah, right. thanks, thank you. Thank thank you. you. You definitely are an asset to Central Florida, and we appreciate that so very much. All right, so thanks for listening, and until next week, that's going to be all for What's the Score. See ya. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.